We implemented many ITIL processes. The world's most practiced method for project management. ITIL has been um, a catalyst in my career. Hundreds of thousands of people with a Prince 2 qualification. I've seen ITIL help organizations be more successful. The Axelos Podcast, bringing best practice directly to you. Hello, everyone. And today I'm joined by Mr. Duncan Wade, a renowned subject matter expert on Prince 2 Agile. Today we're going to talk about Prince 2 Agile, the synergy. Hi, Duncan, and welcome to today's podcast. Looking forward to it. Hi, Alan. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay. So, Prince 2 Agile. The combination of Prince 2 in Agile terms seems to be a contradiction. So, how is it beneficial? I guess I can see why people might think that, actually. There's all the history, all of the things that have led to this has often talked about them as two very different things. But I think the, the interesting idea and the one we need to get our head around is that the value of Prince to Agile is in their difference. It's good news. What they have is common ground that allows them to be brought together in a blended solution. But the value they bring is actually very different. And, and that's why the combination is so wonderful. They're both doing different things but they're both doing things that we want. And so if we just explore that for a moment, the common ground, I think, is a really important starting point. There's a lot of suggestion that somehow the Prince 2 and Agile just simply couldn't live together. But actually, if you go back to really the, the sort of the core, the, the fundamentals, and in Prince's terms, that's often the Prince 2 principles. If you look at Prince 2 principles, what you'll see is that there's nothing in there that isn't actually very agile friendly. It's a very, they're very positive statements from an agile perspective. It talks about the idea of continued business justification, the idea that we will continually evaluate our work as to whether it's delivering value to the business. Now that's very, very agile in its way of thinking. It talks about learn from experience. Again, agile, one of its great strengths is the way it promotes and, and um, uh, champions the idea that we should learn as we go along and that we gain something from that learning. Defined roles and responsibilities. We've seen the benefit of things like the Scrum Master role and the product owner role that Scrum introduced in the first instance, but has been widely adopted by all sorts of organizations trying to make sure people know what they're doing and how they contribute. Prince talks about managing by stages, but often when we look at any of the sort of time boxed agile frameworks or agile approaches, things like Scrum, though the time box is smaller than a print stage, it's still the same principle. We're going to do things in chunks, and at the end of each chunk, we'll evaluate where we are. Prince talks about management by exception, but management by, about, by exception is actually about effective delegation, allowing people to do the work and take ownership of that work, which is really core cool to the way that agile thinks. Now, Prince's principle of focus on products could have been written by somebody from an agile background. The whole idea which says, what's the most important thing? We deliver products that our customers can use. And perfectly, really, really strongly agile in its sense. And then the last of Prince's principles, tailored to suit the project, is the thing that makes this work. Because Prince was built and conceived to be tailored in its use. And that smart tailoring is what Prince to Agile is all about. Now, if we look at it from the other side, 
I think we'll also see that there's nothing in the, the fundamentals of Agile which would prevent it working well with prints. Not quite the same thing, but one of the places we can start, and we can look at both actually the the um, the Agile Manifesto, but I this time I was thinking, talk really about the idea of Agile behaviours. When we talk about Agile behaviours, and examples would include things like transparency, open and honest communication, clear working practices that everybody can follow and understand. Prince would love that. They talk about collaboration. Collaboration is fantastic. Working teams, effective teams that work together is very, very much what Prince is about. Rich communication to make sure good information flows exist and self-organizing. People taking ownership of their work and organizing it effectively, but within a construct that allows us to work together as a team. And the final one, exploration, again, is a, a really nice idea. The idea that we can look at our work and start to experiment. We can start to see what we can learn, and then we'll base decisions on that knowledge, an empirical way of doing work. But in actual fact, Prince is very, very comfortable with that because that's exactly what it does when it looks at the work stage by stage and says, what have we learned? What should we do next? So I think what we've got there is enough common ground for the two to become a blended solution, the two to become something that works together. But they then perform their own functions really well. So I think of Prince as the playmaker. It provides the governance and direction. And Agile is the goal scorer. It's an awesomely effective way of doing delivery, maintaining quality, yet at the same time being really flexible and particularly um, uh, attentive, interested in what the business is trying to achieve. So back to the question, it seems to be a contradiction. Yes, I think you can, under I think you can understand why people might feel that, but no, because the very differences that people focus on are the value that you gain from the combination. Thanks for that, Duncan. So what does Prince2 Agile contain within the guide to allow these uh, really impressive uh, uh, behaviours and uh, uses of the guide to take place? What does it actually contain? It's actually just a really nice collection of things. It's, it's really in three parts. And part one is a, an introduction and an overview, first of prints, then of very common agile working practices and frameworks. And then it starts to explore the idea of the arguments that say why bringing the two together is going to give us value. So it's a, it's a great setup, effectively. Part one introduces the players, talks about how the team's going to work, and then really sells the idea of the blended solution having value to us. Part two, which to be fair is the main chunk of the manual, is actually in two parts. It's a detailed guidance on tailoring the integrated elements of prints when agile is being used for delivery. And I love it because it's just got straightforward guidance that provides a nice fresh look at each theme, process and management product in prints. And it talks about how to achieve our management goals, but without compromising effective agile working. It's, it's a Prince 2 masterclass. Prince was built to be tailored. And this is just jam packed with the ideas that you can implement straight away 
to how to use that tailoring to bring governance and delivery together. The other bit in print in this middle chunk is all about an introduction to Agile. For those of us that might be coming to Agile for the first time, there's a really nice grounding in terms of who are the main players, what are the ideas behind it, what do you want to know to get started on a really sensible Agile journey. So I think if you are Agile experienced, that's a good, good uh, foundation point. It's a good place to kick off from because all of that will be really familiar to you. But at the same time, if you're coming from a, a more traditional project management perspective or indeed a more traditional delivery perspective, this is actually a great way to get to grips with Agile ideas and start to realize what a valuable idea or valuable uh, technique Agile working practices are. They're fantastic. There's so much good in there. And it's a great introduction to them. So it talks about frameworks, things like Scrum and Kanban, really successful, highly adopted approaches. It talks about the behaviors, the concepts, the techniques that are fundamental to Agile working. And if we think about what Agile is, and then we think about how to tailor Prince 2, what we've got is the core of Prince 2 Agile tailored solution of Prince2 that enables and facilitates effective Agile working. Now, the final section is actually really good fun because it's, it's stuff that has never been talked about within Prince2 before, but because we're taking such a, a keen focus on delivery, it becomes things that actually are worth the discussion that can add really good value to what Prince, and in this case, Prince2 Agile, offers to the community. So one of the ideas is something called the Agilometer, a way of starting to evaluate both the environment and the project for how well it will enable, how well it will allow the use of Agile working practices. And then starts talking about the idea that says, well, one of the jobs of a project management process is to create an environment where Agile can be successful, where our chosen delivery approach will work. It then explores requirements. Requirements has always been something that Prince has acknowledged, but largely because of its management focus has tended to describe as part of the delivery mechanism, part of the delivery work. But there's some really key interfaces there that we need to explore. The difference between a requirement, the difference between a user story or story, the difference between Prince2's product descriptions. And what the manual does actually is start to bring them together and start to illustrate quite how they're all different approaches to achieving very, very similar aims. And actually how these can work together to actually achieve what we want in terms of defining the work and defining what our customers are trying to achieve. It talks about frequent releases. Fundamental to most of the Agile frameworks is the idea of little and often being delivered to the customer and that little and often being valuable. And that means we need to think about how frequent releases would fit within the, the broader umbrella of a Prince2 project. And that's exactly what it talks about, how to bring those two things together. And the final two are rich communication, starting to look at sharing information and how information flows work. Both Prince2 and Agile working practices are, are full, full to the brim of ideas about how to communicate. And this is really just an exploration of how to bring some of those together. And then finally, an idea about contracts. Our classic 
contract, and this is a business contract, isn't particularly agile friendly. And there's a nice little exploration just at the end that says perhaps we need to start to think about how we contract our work to support and enable agile more effectively. So three big parts, a concept, ready to use ideas of how to make that concept work, and then a few other things that will support the concept that we haven't traditionally talked about within Prince2. Thanks for that, Duncan. That's, that's really, really interesting. Appreciate that. Uh, I've recently read about Prince2 Agile explaining it as that having your cake and eating it is actually a good idea if you can pull it off. What does this actually allude to uh, if you're a project manager? Yeah, it, it, it's sort of bringing together two things. I mean, there's there's an old saying, isn't there, that says you can't have your cake and eat it. And that's a that's a great thing that we're all taught when we're kids, which says, you know, come on, you, you can't you can't have the benefit of that cake and then keep the cake as well. But we also within the Prince to Agile manual, we adopted a, a layer cake illustration to try and show how Prince 2 and Agile can be blended together. We look at the layers of the idea of governance at the top, project management in the middle, and then delivery at the bottom. And the idea that interfacing through those layers is really the essence of a truly blended solution. So, so there's a couple of cakes knocking around, which, which I think we just need to acknowledge. So back to our question, can we realist, realistically gain the benefits of Prince2 and Agile working without the need to compromise either? Well, I think that's the trick. But I think more importantly, that's also the promise of Prince2 Agile. It's the idea that says well-tailored prints can enable really effective Agile working practices. Agile working practices that have not needed to compromise in any way. And that literally is having your cake and eat it. So I think that's where the ideas come from. It's 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 a it's a few it's a few ways of illustrating thoughts, but actually they provide a real promise to Prince to Agile and what we hope to be able to offer to the community. Thanks for that, Duncan. That makes it much, much clearer to me. Uh, in Prince2 Agile, uh, Axelos have, have stated that they've introduced the concept of Agile with a small A rather than capital A. What is, what, what's involved in this? It's, um, uh, it's the bringing together, of, a, of a, again, of a couple of different ideas. Big A Agile and little A Agile has been a conversation that's popped up regularly over the years. I think in general, what you can say is we've settled on a usage where little a agile tends to refer to things like behaviors, concepts, techniques, whereas big A agile refers to specific implementations of these things by following a particular framework. A great example of that would be Scrum. And so I've also seen them described as one is a trait and one can be a method. So we, we do agile big A, but we are agile little a. Now, if you start to take into account that idea that says there's two things knocking around here. There's some really effective agile frameworks that have proved their worth and have gained really 
good adoption. A lot of what people describe as agile is actually probably either Scrum or Kanban or perhaps a combination of the both. Those two frameworks are very, very successful. But they're underpinned by a set of behaviors which are really core to effective delivery. And those behaviors where we refer to things like transparency and exploration, the ones we talked about just a moment ago, are very, very important to us as well. So from a Prince2 Agile perspective, what we really want to say is that Agile little a can exist without Agile big A frameworks. But there's absolutely no reason why we can't make really effective use of both potential Agile definitions. So what you've got within Prince2 Agile is a, an effective blended structure based on the idea that the Agile working practice is, is well-defined. It's got some, some clear elements to it. And, and we look really at a framework which is very Scrum-esque, the idea of a, a time box which kicks off each sprint or time box with clear understanding of what the customer wants, finishes with a clear understanding of what we've delivered and the lessons we can learn from it. But at the same time, if you talk about Prince2 Agile in a more general sense, what Prince2 is really doing is taking, uh, taking advantage of or using uh, effectively agile behaviors that are things like the transparency, the, uh, the good communication and all of those things. So from a Prince2 Agile perspective, we understand that both agile with a little a and agile with a big A exists. And both of them work really well with Prince2 if we think about what we're trying to do. Okay, Th thanks for that. Thanks for that. In Prince2 Agile, what are some of the assumptions that, that are made about Agile capital A? Yeah, I think, I think one of the big challenges is that, and again, this is historic, but it's history, it's heritage of a lot of the Agile capital A frameworks are within IT and software development. This is where they came from. There's many uh, ideas that came from those, those roots. And if you look at things like extreme programming or scaled agile framework, they're still very explicitly focused on that IT community. Now, Prince2 uh, Agile does not assume an IT, IT context. Although it's very happy to be used in an IT context, it can and is also used in any other context where things, where getting things done is the point of our work. So if you're somebody in marketing or if you're somebody in events or you're somebody simply doing um, some sort of delivery of work where you've got a sense of a, a project, something has a beginning and an end and an output and outcomes that you see as beneficial, then Prince to Agile proposes the idea that Prince as a, a governance method and Agile as a delivery method can come together and be supported, can come together and be useful and effective. So I think that's probably the, the, the biggest assumption that there is there. I think there are other assumptions in terms of um, uh, there is a strong association these days that all things Agile are Scrum. And, and to a certain extent, that's simply because Scrum has been so successful as one way of doing it. But I think it's important to realize that Agile is a much broader thing. And this, again, is Agile with a little a than any specific, however successful, particular framework.
Okay. Th thanks for that, Duncan. Thank you. So we've, we've talked about Prince 2, we've talked about Agile, but why is the combination of Prince 2 and Agile so powerful? I think one way of looking at this is it depends on where you're starting your journey from. If you're an established delivery environment with experience at using projects to get things done, then I think one of the things that Prince to Agile does is it provides you a roadmap for incremental change that adopts Agile working practices. So if Agile is the new thing to you, then Prince to Agile is just the most brilliant roadmap of how to adopt it and take advantage of it. Keep the environment you know, utilize the best tools available to get the job done. And be confident that you can adopt any tool that you feel is useful because Prince 2 is flexible enough to work effectively with them. I think on the other side, if what you are is an Agile practitioner that's confident about Agile's value and its use, then you have a num number of avenues to consider to open up how you can expand that use and deliver even more value, value to your customers. I think the thing that might be a surprise is a well-established framework of projects, programs, and portfolios, which is what actually Axelos brings with uh, Prince2 and the management of successful programs and its portfolio management. That can be a route to expand the use and buy-in of new allies, new people that look at the delivery mechanism and go, that's really good. We can make use of that. And so I think there's a, the combination of the two is powerful because, as we said right at the very beginning, they're different and they both provide things that are valuable to us. But they're also capable of being blended together. And that's really because the way the Prince was built from its concept. The idea that Prince has been built to be tailored, to be built to be tailored to create an environment where teams can successfully deliver good products, good outcomes. And so the combination of Agile, Prince 2 and Agile is so powerful because wherever you're starting that journey from, it's a great way of actually taking those steps. It helps you through it. And it comes to a place where we've got a good, effective blended solution. Mm. Yeah, that, that's absolutely correct. And also in the book, it's binary. It's not binary. It's a, it's a question of how much you can bring in to your organization to protect what you're doing as well. Spot on. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good point to make, Alan, as well. Yeah, it isn't a case of being agile or being some sort of traditional project management person. It's actually that agile is just a great tool. And we're all doing agile work in some form or another. Question is how much, how formal? And and again, Prince2 Agile helps us start to decide that, helps us start to think that problem through. Yeah, good point. Okay, just moving on. How does the Prince2 element focus on the things that you need to do to get ready for delivery? Yeah, now I think this is where it's only one example, but it's a particularly good example of how Prince2 adds value to an Agile solution. When we look at what Prince2 talks about in its two first processes, starting up a project and initiating a project, those are two pr processes all about getting started, all about establishing whether we have a worthwhile and viable project in the first place, 
And if we have one that's worthwhile and viable, starting to look at the detail of what we might need to do and how we need to set it up and allowing our, our sponsors, our senior management team to be able to make a decision as to whether they want to go forward and do it. But a decision in knowledge, understand what that commitment means to them, what it will cost, how long it will take, but also things like uh, what they'll gain from it. What are the benefits of doing this? Now, if you think about that for a moment, and then you switch to looking at something like Scrum, Scrum's a good example of an agile framework. Scrum focuses on delivering. That's a great thing. It does it really well, but it has a very narrow focus. It talks about simply creating our backlog, using that backlog to identify pieces of work that have value to a customer, getting those pieces of work done so that the customer has products that bring about outcomes, and those outcomes can change the capability, the ability of the customer to do things, and to do that quickly and iteratively. But what it does because of its focus is it makes a lot of assumptions about the environment that the work will be conducted in. It assumes that we've got the resources, the money, the time, and the people. It assumes we have approval. It assumes you have stakeholders and team members that are available and ready to begin work. It assumes that there's a business case exists and it fits with corporate strategy and direction. We've agreed some sort of purpose that's been signed off and people have bought into. We know what outcomes and perhaps a little bit about what outputs we're trying to create, but we know broadly where we're trying to go and why we want to be there. And it assumes that we've got some idea that success has got some definition to it in the broadest terms. So it says, okay, all of those things are in place. Now let's focus on getting the delivery done really well. Now the challenge of course in project work is that all of those things at the beginning may not be true. We may have none of those things. Prince2 is used to the idea of beginning a project with nothing. It starts from the very beginning and says, okay, if we had an idea, how would we take that idea and develop it into a project? If we have an idea that's got a real value, what do we have to add to that so decision makers can feel and understand the problem well enough to be able to commit resources to do the work? It guides us through reaching a starting point where delivery can begin. So be clear, I know that delivery is the lion's share of the work. This is where value is created and delivered. But don't undervalue the work that sets it up because that's one example of how prints can really add value to agile working by creating that environment where the resources, the decisions, and everything we need in order to be able to do delivery have been brought together and are ready to go. Thanks for that, Duncan. That, that, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, we mentioned very briefly um, stakeholders. So how does Prince2 Agile help project managers uh, with stakeholder and decision maker engagement? I think there's a couple of things working together here, actually. And Again, this is another good example of actually a blended solution that takes good examples of best practice or good practice from both sides of the blend. I think from a Prince2 point of view, it's really well constructed 
in the engagement of management and stakeholders so that they are allowed to get good information, they're allowed to make good decisions, they're allowed to choose what this project is and how, uh, how it should go forward and whether it should go forward. From an Agile perspective, it's fabulous at direct engagement of the customers that are gonna make use of the products and outcomes that we're creating. So when Agile works with its um, product owners, it's fantastic. We've got that interface where we can really get clear picture of what are the priorities from a business perspective? What does our customer want? How can we deliver those priorities and how can we make sure that what we're creating is something that they can make use of right now, as quickly as possible? And so what effect we get, and this is really quite neat, is that a project from the top down can look very Prince too. It's providing the information that stakeholders and sponsors need in a timely manner to enable decision-making. If we're looking from the bottom up, and, and I could, of course, reverse top and bottom. It, it, it isn't a hierarchical thing. It's just a way of looking at this as a perspective. The project looks very agile. We've got all of those aspects that agile would value. We've got good transparency. We've got a framework where we're creating a backlog with the day-to-day -day engagement of the customer. The product backlog can be prioritized. It can be ensured that actually this is driving what the customer wants most and the value that they gain the greatest. And we prioritize that work and that work is delivered in that manner. And, and the neatest thing, of course, is that both of these views are honest and genuine. We have provided a perspective that allows governance to function well. And Agile is still doing what it always has done, which is engage with stakeholders in a real-time manner where Honestly, they have the power to make decisions and to bring about what they want. The team and the stakeholders can work together. So I think the, the wonderful thing about that whole idea of stakeholder decision-making engagement is that we've got two visions here, both of which are really strong on engagement. And actually, neither needs to give it up in order to bring the two together as a blended solution. Uh, just leading on from that, just 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 for uh, for just slightly, there's also the fact is that if you're having frequent releases of product, does that not mean then internally you get more confidence about releasing the the correct product when you deploy it in in totality? Yeah, very much so, very much so. I mean, I've got to say, I'm 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 a I'm I'm a genuine agile champion. I I I don't think I'm a uh, an evangelist in the sense that I've never thought that Agile is the only way of doing work, but I'm a really passionate advocate because I think it's a fabulous way of doing work. And, and one of the things, one of the things that it does really well is the idea of continuous delivery, but delivery that starts early. And every successful delivery we make builds a bit more engagement, builds a bit more confidence, builds a customer del deliverer relationship where the customer can learn from what has been done, change their minds, build a better vision of what they're trying to achieve, and, and a, a delivery team that is interesting, engaged, and actually cares, wants, wants to be able to do that. And I think as we see delivery after delivery after delivery after delivery, what we see is a better team working together with 
a clearer picture of sort of joint goals and joint interests, but also a customer group whose confidence in what's happening is growing. And I think the beauty of this is that that is completely possible within a Prince2 umbrella. Prince2 really likes that. Prince2 has always said, back to those principles, focus on products. Absolute core concept within Prince2, the idea that delivery to the customer is what matters. Now, Agile has come up with some great ways of doing that, and Prince2 will embrace that very, very willingly. Yeah, and also from my experience of running Agile projects, Duncan, it's also made deployment second nature, which yeah. usually, which is something which is good for the business because you're, you're deploying smaller bits of the final product over a period of time, which, which gives them confidence because usually uh, large deployments usually end up in problems. That's from my experience mm. in the past. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Anybody who's who's ever spent some time doing really big bang, large deployment of solutions knows the pain and anguish of trying to do that for the first time at the end when the eyes of the world are on you and we're trying to get it right. Oh, terrible. And, absolutely and there's terrible. something absolutely gorgeous about the idea that by the time I get there, I've done this 10, 20 times already. It's slick. It's easy. And actually, all that's happening at the end of the project is simply the last of a series. And everybody's comfortable with it. Everybody gets it. And the confidence that you get that actually that's just simply rounding off something that is already in the bag, rather than that terrifying discovery of whether all that work that's been done is really what our customers wants. Absolutely. So uh, just, just leading on, uh, uh, I've often heard... Beware of prejudice with regards to Prince2 Agile. So what does that say about the synergy of Prince2 and Agile, if you've got to be beware, be wary or beware of prejudice itself? Yeah, I think I think one of the one of the challenges we face is that history has a way of colouring our thinking. And and it has to be said that in the very early days of Agile, and we've got to look back and say, actually Agile's been, you know, um, uh, a recognized way of working for more than 20 years now. So, so it's hardly the new kid on the block, but it, it's still, it's still a, a way of thinking, a way of doing work that is expanding. More and more people are, are discovering it and taking advantage of it. But, but in the very early days, particularly with some of the agile frameworks, they, they, their marketing particularly wanted to have a problem to solve. And, and they did have a tendency of talking about the idea that, Agile somehow replaced everything that had gone before it. It was a way of doing work that made ideas that we had prior to it redundant. Now, I think today we have a much better understanding than that. And, and I don't think there's any Agile um, uh, marketing out there at all that still follows that, that same crude, it's either one or the other type of vision. There's a much, much better understanding today that actually the two can work effectively together. But at the same time, there's a legacy of that. There's a, there's a sort of little, little bit in the back of people's heads where I don't remember the argument, but somehow or other, if I'm doing Agile, I don't need to think about projects. And I think the thing is that what we need to recognize and we need to be able to take on board is that if for no other reason, one of the reasons why people using Agile working practices should be interested in project management is because it will add value to situations like multiple teams where you've got multiple 
uh, scrums working together at the same time or multiple teams working together at the same time. And it will add value in complex environments where there's many stakeholders. Because again, that project perspective will help to manage and organize and bring together those perspectives in an effective, useful manner. So good governance does not limit the use of agile working practices. And we need to take that on board as strongly as some of the early marketing used to suggest that maybe it did, because actually the way forward is this idea that says the best tool for the job is the best solution. If you're agile already, then look to Prince because it's useful. If you're Prince, then for goodness sake, don't dismiss agile as something, something that's not appropriate because as a delivery mechanism, it has valid, immense strengths. So, there's, there's an analogy in the book, which I think is really, really good. The analogy in the book actually talks about the fighter plane. And it talks about the idea that a modern fighter plane is built to be deliberately unstable. The airframe itself cannot fly straight. The benefit of this is immense agility and the ability to change direction and real flexibility in what you can achieve with that airplane. But the fascinating thing is it's made to work with really good control systems and governance. And that combination creates something that is extraordinary, something that really is the best of both and brings together this idea that what we have is a blended solution. We haven't got two things running in parallel. We've got a genuine team where both of these things are supporting each other, achieve common goals, common aims in an effective way. Thanks for that, Duncan. Now, as, as we approach the end of our discussion, is there anything else you would like to add today about Prince 2 Agile, the synergy? I, I, I think I'd like to make an appeal, actually. I mean, for those of us that have got uh, a long history in Prince, I'll, I'll, I'll call you the princes. You know, there's princes out there that have made use of Prince over the years, have seen it grow, seen it, seen it develop understand what it is and, and see its real value. You can use any tool you want. The beauty of Prince is that flexibility can be applied to enable the functionality of any delivery mechanism which works well for you. Choose the best tool for the job. In confidence, the Prince 2 can be tailored to support you and your chosen way of working. Really make use of that um, flexibility that Prince offers to be bold and brave in terms of the way that you solve your problems because Prince 2 can follow you wherever you need to go. And on the other side, those of us that have got real experience in agile working practices, and I'm going to call you the agilistas, you know, th th those folk that actually you really are passionate about why agile is a great way of doing work. The first time you start to think about, okay, I know what delivery can do for me, it's brilliant, but I want to take more control of the environment that my delivery lives in. I want to start to influence the things around me to expand my ability to use Agile. When you start to have those thoughts, check out Prince 2. I think you're gonna be surprised. It will serve you well, and there is nothing in Prince 2 Agile which requires you to change the way that you work. It's all about other things that we can add to our working practice 
who will add value in that context of rich, complex projects where we can start to gain advantage of excellent delivery approaches. So both sides, both of what could be seen as two different groups actually move together into the middle. I think we're all standing in the middle. That's the place from a professional project management point of view, that is exactly where you need to stand. From deliverer's point of view, come join us because actually project management is about the enabling of delivery, not about the controlling and making it do something it doesn't want to do. We enable it to be successful because delivery is the point. That's what projects are about. Duncan, thanks for a great discussion today. I really, really appreciated it. Really, really good. And I hope uh, the listeners to the podcast enjoy it as well. So all I can say, thanks again, Duncan. No, thank you. Great to chat. Bye for now. Presented by Axelos.